Welcome back to Tales of a Hair Transplant and More. I'm your host, Tara Marie. And I'm your co-host, LNT. Listen along as the next chapters unfold. Hi, friends. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Woo-hoo. Guess who's back? Back again. We're all back. Ah, Doctor's we have a friend. <laughs> He's our friend. Yeah. So today is really fun. We are broadcasting live from Seattle. Woo! We're in a different location. location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it sounds a little echoey, we're definitely in a different office space today than what we in our normal podcasting studio. But this is really nice. We've got a fantastic view of a hotel straight across from us. Ellen's looking for any people in the windows, but we've had no luck so Can't far. Can't find any. Mm, I'll report back if I do. Yeah, interrupt if you see anyone. (laughs) Time out. No, just kidding. Not yet. So today's going to be a little different. We are having a roundtable discussion about... Pizza. Should. Oh. Pizza. Roundtable pizza. Oh. (laughs) I was thinking nights of the roundtables. Oh. Watch out for my armor. Is that a... (laughs) Shield in your pocket. Oh, my. It is Tequila Tuesday, guy, but we're still at work, so, you know. Soon enough. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Doc, say hi. How's your week? What's going on? Oh, it's been a good week. It's only Tuesday, though, so there's a lot to go. Yeah, I thought it was Friday. I know. We thought it was Friday. I know. Earlier, it seemed like that, but no. Good day. I mean, it was a pretty late day today in the Seattle office. We do follow up some some consultations, but mostly we see, you know, people that we've treated before and um, they come back for the checkups and stuff like that. So it's it's good to do that, get out of town once in a while. And uh-huh. So I like that. We may have made it over to the Nordstrom's for a couple of minutes today. There could have been a quick shopping trip A couple trip purchases. <laughs> what are we purchasing for? Ooh. Uh, well, we might have to take a week off because we're going to be in San Diego for Ellen's yeah. birthday. Birthday? Fortylicious. Woo. I know. We'll I know. Back. I don't look a day over 39. Oh. Okay, well, I just <laughs> want to talk about fantasy football really quick before we dive in. Oh, God, no. You know why she wants to talk about it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the highest score this week. Butt. Dude. <laughs> like, Any, anyone tripled. who's out there, yeah, playing fantasy football, we're on the Yahoo app, and I had 141 total points. Which I think is pretty good. The next person down was you, Elle. Yeah, and I, I think came you in had second. 97 or something. I had 109. Oh, 109. And then the next person was 97. And I had two people basically like crap out on me. <clears throat> Ask Doctor, really how many points ones. did you get total? Yeah, what was your score? Mm, I didn't even break 60. Aww. <laughs> he didn't. Aww. That was just awful. And I had everybody playing. Everybody? Yeah. Wow, everybody you better figure it. that out. Yeah. Ellen has a waiver out for a new quarterback because she had Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah, that's really bad. You could have played, you know, without two or three of your players and still would have kicked my ass. <laughs> Most so. people could have. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I could have smoked, like, two people at once. Uh-huh. I was really proud of myself. Yeah, you did great. I know. Well, mm. good job. Pretty good team. Mm. We'll see you next week. Go 49ers. Those <laughs> see guys you next help me Tuesday. Out. I know. My next game isn't going to be so easy, but... Yeah. Well, <sighs> let's talk about our round table. What yeah. does that mean? We are going to discuss today, should I, in quotation marks. So all three of us came up with questions that we feel or like themes that patients have when they come in 
and it's all about should should they or you know when people come in like well should I do this and should I do that I don't know why they ask me I make poor decisions all the time but I'll help (laughs) okay well we're gonna we're gonna kind of go in like an order so we're gonna discuss Ellen's topic first yeah I've got kind of led into it with why we come to Seattle is mainly for follow-ups and we have a lot of people that come in you know they have to make their decision to have something done so they first start with their consultation that's a big decision in the first place make it in go forward have treatment make a great decision to keep their hair and then afterwards it's like I'm done I don't you know like that's it should I come back? Because we call them like, hey, you should come back. Mm-hmm. And that's the theme. Should you? Yes, come back. You really should. Because once you have this done, whether it's just a doctor helping you with a medication, whether you're doing preventative, mm-hmm. whether you're having a hair restoration, they're all things that you can do moving forward. To keep it. To keep it. Or like there are new things that come out sometimes. There are things that you might not notice that a physician will notice. Um, I think when you live with yourself too, you just don't see it all the time. Yeah. I mean, you see people come back all the time, right? That have, and they don't even know that they've lost ground. They're doing fine. And then, you know, if it's been a couple of years, you look at the photographs from a couple of years ago and either it's way better, like Mm -hmm. sometimes they think, well, this treatment didn't work whether it's surgery or scalp injections or whatever and and you can look at the photos and say wow it's way better you don't have to say anything they'll look at it themselves and make that observation mm-hmm. or sometimes it's worse you know they're they're they stopped doing this or haven't been doing that and and next thing you know they're you know they're looking at their photos and like wow I can't believe it looks that different mm-hmm. yeah well now what exactly yeah I think the follow-ups are important they're really important and I, they should be complimentary. It should be part of your treatment plan. and At least like once a year, maybe every 18 months on the long yeah, side. Come in. Visit. Follow up. Yeah. I think it's important. So if you're asking yourself, should I actually go back in? If you've had something done, maybe you've moved. Maybe it's time to find a new physician. Look around. Go to our favorite website. Mm-hmm. ISHRS. Yeah. That's org. a good resource. And also, I mean, people that from our practice, just like, you know, other doctors will refer people to our office that are moving into our area. We do that, you know, as well. So mm-hmm. to help people find somebody that's local to them that, you know, is a trusted friend and colleague, uh, somebody that, you know, we know and uh, in the business that's going to take good care of them. Yeah, I just referred someone today to London. London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Because there's people, ISHRS, all across. <laughs> Yeah, so should you? Yes. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Final answer. Follow up. Next up on the round table. It's kind of more rectangle, but we can pretend. (laughs) We are at a square table, guys. (laughs) A square table discussion. Doc, what's your thoughts? What do you feel like people should do? Or they ask. Yeah, one of the things that um, came to mind when you asked me about this topic was... uh, when folks are coming in for consultations especially, but also when they're doing follow-ups and we're having conversations about, you know, how do you maintain their hair? How do you stop their hair loss? Frequently people will ask, well, does this treatment, does it stop your hair loss or does it make your hair grow? Or So one of the things we want to clarify is that yes, it can do all those things. Every single thing, if it's laser therapy, if it's minoxidil, finasteride, um, you know, supplements, all those things, scalp injections, can help to slow down your hair uh, hair loss, 
Hope we stop it, and if it's working really well, you know, reverse it. Improve it. it. One of the observations I've made now over the past you know few years is looking at all the different treatments that we've done in either either linearly, like one at a time, like let's try this first and then let's add that and et cetera. Let's talk about examples of what do you mean? Like start with minoxidil and use it for six months. Yes. Then uh, add on a laser cap. Let's see how you do with that. And then if you know, and then try okay. something else, you know, kind of a, a of an additive, you know, kind of a, a fashion instead of T, I see somebody. I just had to stop. Okay, continue. Oh my God, I see him too. Yay! <laughs> they can see us. They have all their clothes on. Oh, darn it. Okay, sorry. Okay, step by step. <laughs> Where were oh, we? Oh, there's another one too right there. Oh, we got a couple. Oh, the hotel so watching fun. is so good. We're up on like the 21st floor, guys, so we can see a, a lot. Okay, so people in the past used to recommend, like, start with minoxidil. Do one thing at a time. And okay. just see, it's, and, and the reason was, is let's see what this does for you, okay? Is this right. really working for you or not? And, and, and what some people want to come in and do everything. Like, uh, I'll do everything I can. So right. you add minoxidil, finasteride, injections, several things all at once. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's working. Well, I think what I've noticed over time was that the that seem to do the best, and this is in general, this is like, if you take a look at all the different people we're treating for hair loss, the people that do the best are the ones that have more than one thing going on at a time and they're pretty consistent with it. And it's usually probably two or three things. So maybe minoxidil topically and maybe oral minoxidil plus finasteride or a laser cap or supplements or injections. They're doing all these things simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And, and as I thought about it, it, it occurred to me that maybe it's a little bit like, um, and I've used this analogy in the office, you know, if, you're, if you have a, a, a little fire in your wastebasket and you've got a, a, a bucket of water sitting on your desk and a paper cup, you know, you can put the, you can try and put the fire out by taking one cup of water at a time and dumping it in there, or you can just take the whole bucket and throw it on there. And everybody understands that you'll probably get a better result when you douse it instead of just trying to do it one step at a time. Now, obviously, it's, this is an analogy, and it's not the same, but I think, you know, the example works. When you think about the results we're getting. Your hair is on fire. All I can picture is just like you coming into these office, and the yeah. doctor's like, whoosh, <laughs> throwing a bucket of water well, Some people come in when their hair, with their yeah, hair on with fire. Yeah, their hair on fire, you know, fire right. yeah. Emotionally, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and, and but it seems like that works better. Mm-hmm. And I've not done any statistical analysis on that, but I am convinced that people get better results when they do more, and it makes sense. It does. Uh, but, and so people ask me, well, how do you know what's working? And, and I said, well, you really don't, because I know from practice, from doing this for many years, every single one of these things will work to some yeah. degree. But it's hard to convince somebody that say they're just taking or using minoxidil topically. And they've been doing that for a couple of years, like my hair is still getting worse. But I know from talking to people and, and observing this over time that if they hadn't used it, their hair would have gotten worse faster. Mm-hmm. So one another way to think about that is, well, if you're trying to slow your car down, like your hair loss is going at 80 miles an hour, you want it to stop, minoxidil slows it down to 60. So that's why you need to add more, you need to do finasteride or laser cap and or all these other things so you can really put enough braking power if you will onto that hair loss and then stop it that's like the main goal if it gets better we're all like woohoo you know that's right. awesome. party yeah so so nobody complains if their hair is better but they will complain if it keeps getting worse <laughs> and it's hard to convince somebody that the therapy is working if right. they still feel like their hair is in decline if they're still losing ground yeah. so 
And again, I, I think one of the reasons I, 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 you've heard this story many times, Tara, like we talk to patients, they find that, uh, wow, we've been using this minoxidil or whatever they're doing for a long time. Five years. Usually five or more years. And I feel like my hair is worse than it was, you know, 10 years ago. I just don't think it's working. And they stop it. Mm-hmm. And six months later, they're back in because it looks real it looks bad, way worse. So that's I've seen that so many times now that that's how I learned. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 that's what happens. So even if they're not using it every single day, so the other thing that happens when you're using more things at once is that it gives you a little bit more grace, a little more latitude. So if you miss a dose of this or forget that, you, you you're not you're else not going to worry about it. It's not you've got a safety net there. You know, there's synergy for sure, I think, when you put more things together. I think you get a better result that way. Uh, but you also get some, some kind of uh, uh, latitude as far as being able to give yourself a little break from doing everything all the time, every day. It's not like trying to take a dose of antibiotic that you have to take it every single day, all the time. Or if you don't, you miss a dose, maybe the, the treatment doesn't work at all. Yeah. So it's not an all or nothing situation. And then you'll have an idea of what if there are things that you don't like doing, like maybe minoxidil is starting to stress you out every day and you don't like your feeling on your hair or whatever, then you have other stuff that you don't have to like switch and see. You're using it, you'll know. You already have it on board. Do as much and keep that train of moving. I feel like on the theme of the should, I can't tell you how many times people come in and are like, I should have started that or I should have kept doing it. I, I tried it 10 years ago for a month and then I stopped it or something. Yes, exactly. I should have, I should have, I should have. Like, I should have kept at it. I mean, how many times have we heard that? A lot. Yeah. I don't have a number for you. Oh. (laughs) 73 million. Oh, million. Okay. But that's the conversation. I mean, if I'm telling somebody that's sitting there and they're not convinced that, Mm -hmm. you know, this stuff is working or it's not of any benefit, and if I tell them, look, if you just keep doing it, you're going to be happier five years from now. Even though you may have less hair, it'll be better than if you didn't do anything. Right. And some people have to learn that lesson the hard way. They, I mean, that's just their personality. And, and I, I would I'd probably say that maybe I'd be in that same Me too. position too, that I'd be a little skeptical or maybe very skeptical. Are just people who aren't good with like the daily routine mm-hmm. stuff. Like some people just have a really hard time with that. I totally am that person well we were just talking to somebody today who's actually moving to another country and how um, you know she's not using her laser cap currently because it's in in London you know literally um, and it's hard to move it back and forth so and she's still kind of in this transition well anybody who's either you know you're moving that's a big transition mm-hmm. or maybe it's a new job or a, whatever it is but transitions you know disrupt your your routines mm-hmm. and when that happens these are the sorts of things that fall by the wayside. Your, your laser cap usage, the minoxidil, whatever it is, um, and it's hard sometimes to get back on the on the on the bandwagon there and like keep you it going. should. Yeah, well, <laughs> you and, should. And, and that's where I think that's where uh, the follow-ups, kind of, you know, going back to that are important, Ellen, mm-hmm. because it, it helps us to really kind of re-energize people and say yes. Listen, kind of get back into it. it mm-hmm. It's a pep talk. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know, so it becomes a, um, important to be able to just stand back there and be a good coach, a good cheerleader for people, and just tell them what you've told them 100 times already, but they just need to hear it again and in a new way. And that's all, you know, sometimes that's all we're doing. And it's nice to gather feedback just to be able to have a conversation like this that you can say as an umbrella the more people are doing, the better off they are. I mean, you've, you've done this for 
25 plus years, 30 years, whatever. And so to know and to have these follow-ups and these meetings with people and to see just as like a general overview of a person losing hair, you should do more than one thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that um, over time, the people that have decided they were going to buy into that have, have in general are much happier with the results that they have um, than, than the people who, who just keep, you know, pushing back. <laughs> but yeah. they, they want to help. But they just sometimes, you know, you, you can be your own worst enemy in that regard. And I'm a, it's just one of those things. It's a personality difference, you know. Some people just have a hard time uh, doing that. And some people have a, um, an objection to get, you know, I don't want to take medication. I don't want to do this. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is your hair doesn't care one way or the other. So the <laughs> genetics are there and, and, and your hair is going to fall out whether you care or not. Right. So, um, so that's one of the things, the lessons that I think we, people have to learn. Um, and just like we all do at times in life. So it's just, and once they figure it out, then either they're on board or, or they just re- decide, well, I'm just not going to care about it as much, which is fine. And that just puts them in a very emotional spot. The people that we see are the ones that their hair loss bothers them. Mm-hmm. Right. And the ones that it doesn't bother, they're off doing something else, and that's okay. Well, that's like a great segue into my should. That's your I was should. Just, I was just talking about this, and frequently it's a conversation that I have with patients. It's like, well, what should I do? And there's really kind of three paths. You can do nothing and be okay with that. You could do preventative and just try to maintain and manage and keep the hair that you have. Or if you're in a position and a good candidate to have a restoration procedure, you can have a surgery. Because you're, you're in that position because you'll, you know, for your listeners, you're going to see the person before I come in. As a consultant, you know, the educator, they come in and meet with you and you kind of review all these things, find mm-hmm. out what are their expectations and what's going on. And you kind of cover all that territory. So when I come in the room, then we can kind of narrow it down. Yeah, and there's definitely options. And I just was having a conversation not too long ago, and the patient in front of me was really interested in doing something. But it, and it's always when they get to the point where like, well, what should I do? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, what do you want to do? And and it's just kind of one of those things. Like, so my should or should you or should I is should you move forward with a restoration procedure or should you start with preventative? Because I think a lot of people are even nervous. Like this particular person I'm thinking of was really nervous, I think, to even have the conversation because they were like, it's going to be, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for a surgery. And I don't know if I'm ready to pay that. But they wanted to do something. They didn't have anything preventative on board. Mm -hmm. And so he was wondering, like, what what should I do? And I think that's a big thing that prevents somebody from doing anything and then just losing their hair, even if they're like, oh, I'm fine with it, just because they're probably not fine with it but they don't know that there's other options besides just having a surgery and some people are scared of surgeries Mm -hmm. not me but some people are (laughs) i'll take them all it it becomes i think it just becomes difficult when somebody you're standing there think about it if you're going to buy a car Mm -hmm. big purchase you know uh, and and one of those things where you're sitting there and next thing you know you're talking about signing a check for umpteen thousands of dollars or commitment to making these payments for umpteen years and I think a lot of people just really, wow, that happened way too fast. I really love that car, but whoa, let's put the brakes on here, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they just they back off. And sometimes they say, I'm never going back there because it's the, it's the emotional experience that they had. 
in, inside, this is not something necessarily even that the salesperson, you know, made them feel bad or was pushing mm -hmm. them, but sometimes people get put in that position where they feel like I'm backed into a corner. So I like what you do, Tara, and Ellen, you too as well, When you because when, you're in the front lines and, and meeting people and talking to them, Ellen, because you you do the intakes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why Tara, we even have our podcast, just so mm -hmm. people can hear. Well, it does, and, it, and the thing that I, I like about your approach is that you will meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. Like, tell us about what, what, you know, what do you, and some people we ask them what do you want to do, they have no clue. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm losing my hair and it's freaking me out. Okay. Tell me what should I do? What yeah. should I do? And that puts them in a, a really vulnerable position and, and people like us in a, in a position of power where you can, you can push people into or, whatever. Yeah, persuade whatever, or something. What do you yeah, want to do? I don't you like that. Do We're influencers that way. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that, you know. We have to practice with integrity, meaning because we tell people like we just want to educate you. We're not here to sell you anything. And I believe that. I mean, what do we do? Yes, we do surgery. We do this. But there's been plenty of times. And I know a lot of colleagues will do the same thing. Like if it's not appropriate for you, like hmm, you should probably go do this or go do that or, or think about it. Um, so it, it makes sense that if somebody's saying like, wow, you know, you should have a surgery five minutes after you meet him. Um, and I, some I places are that, definitely like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know that that's that's, that's the best thing for a person Everyone. walking in as a consumer and, uh, and a potential patient for needs to know because this is complicated. It's a life changing event, hopefully in a really good way. But sometimes it's in a bad way because people end up making decisions that are life changing, but not for the better. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the worst when we meet with someone who had a surgery 15 years ago and they they say, I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's the saddest thing. Yes. And I always just try to, we always try to arm people with information and I tell them that yeah. so that in 10 or 15 years, you look back and this was a good decision, whatever you decided to do right now. And you should know your options before you make the decision. You should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we need to take a drink every time we say should. Yeah. <laughs> a little sip. We yeah. should be drinking right now. Yeah, and I just think that there is no right or wrong way to start. And no. if you've and if we've got people on the fence or in that gray area or don't know what to do, you should totally start with preventative because that's going to serve you no matter what you do. Exactly. Yeah, it's never it's never a bad decision that mm -mm. way. I mean, the worst that could happen is if somebody, well, maybe your scalp starts itching because of minoxidil yeah, or, stop. or something like that. But there's, those are not permanent. Then you should stop changes. <laughs> so, I, I, yes, I feel that that's a that's a good place to go. So you can put somebody in a position where they you you create some space for them emotionally, so they can sit with this and then think about it, and they don't feel like they're being crowded. Where I ha they have to make a decision or make a choice, mm -hmm. uh, even if it, even if they're not talking about surgery, like, well, do I have to do the this and and that? Oh my gosh, all together, and I I will tell people no, you can do one thing at a time. I said in my experience is the best results happen with this, but I've had plenty of people who have just used minoxidil or 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 mm -hmm. you know done laser therapy or whatever it is and and had a good outcome. It's, and the issue here is that it's you can't predict. I just can't predict who's going to respond how to whatever it is. Surgery's different because we're putting hair there. We're putting hair in there, and we, after doing this for so many years, you know what pretty much what to expect after you do a procedure. Mm -hmm. But with the with the medical therapy, all those things, people, we just don't know how they're going to respond. I suppose at some point when we have more information on you know hereditary genetic subtypes of hair loss and so on. 
that maybe we'll know who responds better to this combination or that particular medication or this therapy. So that's, a, that's something that hopefully that we'll be able to do better in the future. But for now, it's, we, here are the things that work well. Um, and, and as best we can to try and guide people based on what we learn from them and during these interviews, you know, personality-wise. Are mm -hmm. they likely to do something on a daily basis? How consistent would they be? What's likely to fit into their lifestyle? So we ask a lot of questions like that. And Terry, you're really good at getting that kind of information because you're real con conversational with people and not just Q&A stuff about, you know, about what's going on with their hair and, and just spoon-feeding them information yeah. about that. Everyone's a little different, I'd say. Yeah. You should just I'm like, try look around it. the room. No. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? We're all a little different. Oh. No. I think that's great information. Good things to think about. You should start to consider these things. You should think about these. <laughs> yeah, because it's just one of those things that you have to make sure it fits your own lifestyle. So there's definitely things you should try since we're on the should theme, if you want to. I think that's that's a good way to look at it. it I think the the take-home message is meet people where they are, give them space to be able to make good decisions, give them good information, um, and then just follow up with them, you know, yes. and, and make sure that you you know if they're not sure what to do, just allow them the time to breathe and think about it. And if and every single time if they really want to move forward with us or with anyone else they'll come back and, and check in with us and we you don't have to hound somebody to to uh, get them back no i feel people don't like discussion. that mm -hmm. no mm -mm. well if you want information on any of these items like finasteride binoxidil laser cap scalp injections surgery post-op what else do we have Vitamins. Mm -hmm. Laser cap, did you say that? Mm, I yes. think. Oh, okay. You should go back and check out our other episodes because we definitely have a <laughs> lot of, of great information. Inf yeah. <laughs> but the number one thing you should do what? is do whatever it takes to feel best about yourself. So whatever yeah. path that is, do it. Yeah, you should do that. You should. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a funny short one, guys. If you have any other questions, thoughts, comments... Let us, you let should us send them our way. You should send them our way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope uh, to yes, thanks for joining us. beat both of your scores at Fantasy this week. Ooh, yeah. We'll check in next week. I think yes. you all are going. I think me and you are going to end up in the final. Me and Ellen. Watch out. God, yeah. I could double my score and still be <laughs> in fourth place. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for hanging out with us again. That was great. Thank you. Appreciate all right. It. Until next time, friends. You should invite me back. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Just teasing. All right, All right, guys. See you next time. Adios. Bye.